This is Voyancher time. Let me ask you something. If you were something other than a human being, if you are a different kind of animal, if you were a small bird, a saucy, fine bologna factory, mm-hmm, I tell you what, I'd like to open up that hood, see how the bologna gets made. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. Ben. Nathan. Today, we're talking about Voyager Season 4, Episode 11, Concerning Flight. Aliens steal several key components of Voyager, which are retrieved with assistance from a holographic Leonardo da Vinci. The Voyager has fired 23 of its 38 photon torpedoes. I did not know what to expect from this episode, but I certainly didn't anticipate a side quest with Gimli. Da Vinci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a weird one. Yeah. I think this episode can be summed up as like John Reese davies fucking kills it for an entire episode and everyone else is also there. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. This week we Very also much. watched Adventure Time. Oh, <laughs> it was fun. I didn't like dislike it, but it was also just sort of um, a non-event. Yeah. Yeah. It was very light, which honestly yeah. I didn't mind a break from like yeah, some of that's the, true. you know, some of the other episodes we've had recently. Um, Side you know, quest I, is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah, it was just, it was a nice light episode that I feel like we haven't had from Voyager in a while. So while it wasn't like meaty, it was I don't know. I thought it was a fun. It was episode. fun. Yeah. And there's room for fun even in Star Trek. I felt like it was kind of a waste of his character though. Like it was <laughs> yeah. they could have done so much. I mean, get rid of this dumb plot <laughs> with the aliens. <laughs> Like, just get have it the, be... Just get rid of the dumb plot. Well, it was dumb. <laughs> they just have it be some kind of, like, I, I don't know, some kind of swap where he gets... You can still have it, like, be a thing where he gets stuck in the mobile emitter or whatever, but, like, have him just, like, exploring the, the technological area that he's never been to and just have it be about that instead mm -hmm. of it being about these stupid alien pirate people like <laughs> it felt like they used these or i mean it doesn't feel like it they did they did use these stupid pirate alien people as like a entirely a plot device to get da vinci in an alien world yeah but like it's it's a plot device that could have been used to way better effect if it was not entirely just a device and if it was just its own, its own plot i think it could could have had something there if they fleshed that part out more. But they were just like, we're only going to do the Da Vinci storyline, really. Everything mm -hmm. else does not matter. I guess it does in the sense that it gives them a reason to use his uh, flying machine at the end versus yeah. just like, a, hey, let's go try it out for, you know, like they're knowing the inherent risk of taking it for a test flight, like they wouldn't probably just choose to do that. Like if there wasn't some conflict to escape from, but if I were to venture a guess, that was why they put it in this sort of setting is to, to basically get uh, him and Janeway on that, uh, on that big old beautiful bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was really worth it. <laughs> I actually, it's interesting. Um, the guy who wrote this episode, Joe Minoski, had some pretty negative things to say about 
the way that he kind of got railroaded by the rest of the writers <laughs> when he was yeah, trying he to really write this. really did not like it. Yeah. Um, he said, I had massive disagreements every step of the way with how the story should go, and I lost the argument every step of the way. Somebody in the room said, how does he got off the ship? I said, that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter how he gets off the ship. That's like a one or one page or two lines of tech dialogue right. that you brush off and you're on to the adventure, which I agree with. I lost that argument. Everybody said it does matter how he gets off the ship. So we came up with the story for how you get the mobile emitter off the ship and then drove the rest of the story in utterly the wrong direction. I couldn't argue <laughs> My way out of it like he's just like not holding anything back yeah, <laughs> that's not uh -huh. even the end he also said um i hated this episode despite the fact that i wrote it <laughs> um, <laughs> he referred to the plot line about the doctor's mobile emitter being stolen as an unbelievably tortured tech story uh -huh. and he said the one the one thing that he was happy about was the way that he wrote about the leonardo holograms interpretation of the alien world He's like, at least I got that right. <laughs> Everything else he hated. I just think it's funny. I, I love I love this section from Memory Alpha. A working title of this episode was a Da Vinci or Da Vinci's Day Out. That see, that <laughs> would have so been good. such a like fun, actual, lighthearted, just like uh, like maybe he just gets out. Like they could have just had to be something where some kind of like wacky transporter thing happens when the doctor's being beamed back up from somewhere and the hologram is going at the same situation. time. Just <laughs> no, just have them like get swapped or whatever. And he gets stuck on a planet and he like starts making friends and stuff and they have to like convince him to leave, but they can't, but they don't want to just, you know, take away his autonomy by just like taking, like erasing it, you know, hologram yeah. rights or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Tuvix. But just like not it's not like Tuvix. It wouldn't be like Tuvix. <laughs> What's the truth? We heard me or not. I was trying to keep that one quiet. No, I heard it. <laughs> we all heard it. I wanted to come back just when you're editing. Like, what why does that fucker keep saying Tuvix? <laughs> but anyway, like just have it be about him like meeting new people and making friends on a planet and then helping them. Maybe maybe the reason I don't know. Maybe it's something like they're like a pre warp place and so it's, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There's like, just, it would have been more fun if it was just about him being like, whoa, the world's really weird out here. <laughs> yeah. Da Vinci yeah. having an existential crisis at, around yeah. every turn. Pretty yeah. much. Yes. I think the fact that the writer's room thought it was important that they figure out how he gets to the planet indicates that, uh, they don't really understand what's interesting about this TV show. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I mean, given that's been our recurring theme of Voyager as a whole, of like, you are focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah, I did not need that. Like, that's fine, I guess. But you spent too much time on that and not enough time on the rest of it. Right. B minus. Better application of focus next time. <laughs> B minus is generous. I'd give yeah. it like a C plus at most. I mean, it depends on the rubric, you know, yeah. like how much of it is just finishing the episode and making sure Fair it gets enough. out. Yeah. Like that might be a big significant part. I mean, I did enjoy it at the end of it. It was like, it was like, yeah, it was Da Vinci's Day Out. It was, it was a perfect yeah. name for it. They should have stuck with that because Concerning Flight is a terrible name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wish they'd, they'd given John Reese Davies more to do. Just something yeah. more interesting for him because he's so he's so good. He was acting his heart out for this. He, it, he was yeah, he was incredible. And everybody else is so flat comparatively. I know. <laughs> you, want, you wanted to have him more to do, didn't you? See his nice drawing of 
Of Tuvok's ear. Tuvok's ear. Okay, that was so. <laughs> Turned into a dragon or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't. Whatever. I the, like cool imagination. I don't. Whatever. But like, why is he so fascinated by Tuvok's ear when he's surrounded by these other aliens and just acting like they're for totally real. fine? I don't get that. That's true. Okay, he's supposed to. He's supposed to see everything as like around his time or whatever. Like, yeah. Like it's normal. Why would he see Tuvok's ear as different? I. Yeah. Maybe it's just more elegant. He likes that one ear a lot. Dude saw this like entire industrial district in California and was like, ah, yes, this is the new world. I get this. I immediately understand. Yeah, this is America. Tuvok exists. What? Yeah. All right. My theory for this is that the whatever his programming was doing was managing it. Could manage all the really big stuff, but because it's just Tuvok's ears, that's that's all it is. Is just enough to slip under its radar and yeah. come through with pointy ears. And the whole I time, could buy that, buy that, yeah. If you saw a dude walking around with pointy ass ears like that, you would spend a lot of time focusing on it. <laughs> I really just can't, I can't get over the concept of like, it's baby's day out, but it's done with Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, the, the, Da Vinci, it's far too unsafe for you to be on that beam in the construction site. <laughs> I mean, they had him in a construction site. <laughs> I know. So Joe Minoski may have hated writing on this and hated the entire process. And it seems like he was kind of pissed at everybody. Uh, he wrote 21 more episodes for this TV show. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good job, I bet. Everybody has a bad week at work. Like, it doesn't guess, mean you just yeah. stop working. <laughs> this seemed like more than just a bad week. Well, maybe his tone when he was saying all that stuff just comes across really differently written out. Maybe he was like, oh, yeah, I was getting pushback every step of the way. Like, maybe he maybe he's going to laugh about it now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking if you talk that aggressively about it in mm -hmm. not just in like the Star Trek magazine, or whatever, but like in the, the industry magazine, you gonna be pretty upset about that thing. Yeah. Just straight up saying you hated it. It's pretty yeah. strong language. Yeah. <laughs> and that your coworkers took it in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did. He was right, but <laughs> you don't put him on blast like that. Right. That's like internal drama. <laughs> like yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah don't, exactly. Like not in front of the magazine guy. <laughs> Let's just keep this between us. I do like his quote, though. <laughs> he, this guy also seems like he might be a little hard to work with. Yeah, um, it could be that, too. <laughs> Am I the drama? Uh, Joe Manaski uses previously acquired knowledge of Leonardo da Vinci's life and surroundings. I do know late 15th century Italy and da Vinci's life really well, Manaski <laughs> confidently remarked, so that every one of his statements is how a late 15th century Renaissance Italian would interpret an alien world. Okay, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes wow. sense. It's just the way uh, that, uh, uh, you know, Tom Paris knows everything about late, <laughs> yeah, late exactly. 1900s yeah. America. Uh-huh. Americana. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's so I don't know. It, that is really funny. The way that he said that. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. exact this is how somebody from then would see stuff in an alien. I don't know how you could possibly prove that. <laughs> but sure. Does, so does much science fiction. I, yeah, no one's gonna argue. He's yeah. So much science fiction is just based around how we would interpret an alien. I don't think you can really nail it down for like one of the most famous intelligent people in history. Yeah. My dude. <laughs> I liked when Janeway was pretending she didn't know where that, where the ship computer came from. And he's like <laughs> selling it to her. And she's like, mm, verbal interface. Impressive. <laughs> 
I like how their like setup is being so good at doing all that sort of thing. And then it immediately falls through just yeah. like one scene later. Yeah. Uh, the actor who was playing that guy, Tao, um, John Vargas, he was really great. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was pretty good at being as smarmy alien guy. Yeah. <laughs> it took him from like a stock character to like, I just, he was so like, yeah, smarmy and like a little flamboyant and it just really cracked me up every time he's on screen. I really, he, he was a standout for me. I felt like he had Matt Mercer hair. That's oh probably God, yes. really mean, but that's what I kept thinking. All of them had hair Holy like shit. <laughs> Not as good of a voice, though. We're going to have to have a apology uh, <laughs> segment no. for this. This podcast is secretly our burn book I for everyone out there. We Matt don't Mercer. like it. I'm sure you're a good person and you care very much about what I say on this podcast. Matt Mercer has Tao hair. That <laughs> burn book. No, he, the alien has Matt Mercer hair. Okay. He wishes he looked like um, Matt Mercer. Yes. Good recovery. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I okay. said the first time. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot else to say. It was just a, it was a good rollicking adventure. I thought it was it ridiculous. It was totally absurd that like the climatic moment was taking his stupid little glider off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. The whole episode was called that. It's like, "Oh my goodness, wow." And they get like literally teleported out of there. They get mm-hmm. dematerialized and rematerialized. And I'm supposed to get excited about his dumb like try glider thing nothing no <laughs> and then he leaves to go to france like how does that work in a hologram right situ- like does she just reset it and make him come back and he doesn't remember that stuff like i don't know uh, that's yeah, so that's dark just like exiting stage <laughs> I, left and right then, like and there was that entire in the- that, that entire section where he's like i'm not gonna leave the new world and i was like why why doesn't she just pause his his like uh-huh. pa- like his whole program the way that Tuvok did for a minute yeah yeah just pause just take him, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> just rewind. Take him and then rewind the bit before he got kidnapped like come on yep. right i and then like and then when they did leave the new world quote like how did she explain everything that happened <laughs> like he had that moment where he got like a shot like a phaser went through him yeah. or whatever and he's like what was that and then there's like this moment where she's basically trying to be like you're too dumb to understand this technology (laughs) without saying it as cruelly as that but like yeah your dumb baby bird brain can't handle it but i i whatever i'm sure there's just probably them not wanting to go down the same route as like what they did with Moriarty in next generation when that hologram like gained Mm -hmm. awareness of everything Mm mm-hmm but I was just kind of like, you really think Da Vinci couldn't kind of get up to speed eventually? Like, I don't. I don't know. Could he? A hologram version of him. Pro- yes, could. They well, could okay, just program yeah, him to understand <laughs> what phasers and teleporters uh-huh. are. Like, yep. I don't. Whatever. So Sarah, in, in the debate of our holograms, people is clearly squarely on the side of no, not even a little bit. <laughs> it depends. It depends on Just how they're de- de- designed, what they're designed to do. Like this is an entertainment hologram that Janeway uses to like relax after work, like watching TV. It's yeah, not like does. the doctor who has this like super complex holographic matrix that they had to like add ram to so that he could keep learning opera and shit like that's not it's not the same it's 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 pretty much like the 
equivalent of, you know, both a modern iPhone and uh, hit clips can play music, but they are vastly <laughs> different technology. Yeah. Yeah. An iPhone 1 and an iPhone 13 are both iPhones. Did you just describe the doctor? Well, sorry. The Leonardo doctor is the iPhone as, in this. Yeah. Do you describe Da Vinci as a, a fucking pre iPod MP3 player? <laughs> a Zune. A Zune. <laughs> It's dark, man. Well, <laughs> no, no judgment. I'm just saying like, it's, a wrong, little, though? it's a little messed up. Are they wrong, though? I don't know. I mean, how do you know that he's not self-aware? You know, like, well, he was on his way to that. that and then it seemed like they just kind the of erased of it at crisis, the end yeah. when they put him back in the hologram holodeck. Yeah, he's just like, well, up. I guess I'll go to France. I guess I'll die now. I guess <laughs> I'll die. I mean, isn't that what happens every time you turn, they turn the lights off in there? Like. Yeah, but they don't know. They're not aware. How do do we know that for sure, though? Because it's not real. (laughs) Well, I know it's a TV show. (laughs) I I don't know. This is why they don't haven't done any hologram shit in the new shows. (laughs) (laughs) It's too many questions. It's too much. Anyway, any holograms who are watching, watch out. Sarah's coming for your brain. No. (laughs) I hope there aren't any holograms watching. She's got a bit of whatever listening to this. What? She's got a big <laughs> watching our podcast. Sarah's They're coming at you with a big pink pearl. Watching all my beautiful waveforms. Yeah, which are there, you right, have Nate? some tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the, the way that, that yeah sounds. <laughs> like I do now. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, totally. I've totally had them for the last 30 seconds. Get off my case. I didn't really have anything else. I'm except for okay. I'm glad that we didn't have to see anything happen with whatever Tom and Neelix were sent off to do together. Oh my god! <laughs> I was really concerned I for a second. Forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Entirely forgot about that. Yeah. Well, because it didn't go anywhere, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we didn't. I don't know why mm-hmm. Neelix was even being sent to do anything, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, and, and then that the parts, whole ambassador thing. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But they're on. They're going undercover. It didn't. Whatever. The the parts with seven. There were two parts with seven. They were very mm. funny. Harry shows up and he's basically like, "Hey, let's work on the thing together." And she's kind of like, "Why? Nah. <laughs> What's nah, the point of doing that?" And then he's like, "She's basically like, help me or leave." And then he gets all like fussy about how she's talking to him. <laughs> She wasn't being super got, nice, but also... Also, she was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got pretty mansplaining about that whole thing, too. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes he's... Yeah. What was he saying? Like, you should be nice to people that you're working <laughs> with. He's like, just basically, like, watch your tone. You come across as not very nice right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tone policing become, is what I wrote be, down. Yeah. You don't want to be viewed as the mean person. Come yeah. On. Yeah, exactly. And she just, I liked that she didn't ever, didn't change anything about what she was doing. She <laughs> yep. was just like, all right, noted like, and right, rejected. Yeah, fine. moving on. Again, it seems like the writers don't like fully understand what they're doing since they think that that is just like okay to drop in there. Because it was supposed to be him being charming, right? Like teach her about the way of the world. But it did not come across that way from this decade. Yeah, they wrote it really weird. Like it, I understand what they were trying to do where they're just like trying to be like, let's have Harry you know nice guy harry come in and be like his friendly self and then she's all standoffish or not even standoff just herself and just acting like 
why are you bothering me while I'm working kind of thing. And then he's trying to be like, you know, it's okay to like have fun while you work and like be friends with the people that you work with or, you know, we're going to be on this ship for a long time. You might as well be nice to everyone. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they could have like made it a little less like he's trying to teach her about what it's like to be a human or whatever. I don't know. The way that yeah. it came across was really not great. There's a path forward. They did not find that path. No. <laughs> And then there was the part when she goes to see the doctor and he's like recalibrating her implants oh or whatever. Oh my God, I loved this. And he <laughs> he was like, because he's stuck in the sick bay again because he doesn't have the emitter. And he's like, so what's been going on? And she's like, I need that hot goss. Nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, tell me what's been going on. Which is so funny that he's asking for the hot goss. Like, when yeah. do we ever see him going anywhere and interacting anywhere outside of sick bay anyway? <laughs> I like him asking for it, but not being able to admit that's what he was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, um, nothing's been happening. And then he's like, but I heard there was something that happened in mess hall or whatever. Mess hall with between you and, uh, Lieutenant Torres. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me? Yeah. Pull up a chair, grab some popcorn maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And seven's like, well, it doesn't really matter, but I was right. And she was wrong, which made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. This was a much more amusing scene of her learning what it means to be human. Yes. Like the light stuff too, you know, we like that hot goss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is funny because she was learning it from somebody who is a a hologram, whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. It's, it was, yeah, that scene was way better than the one with Harry, which was just awkward space invasion moments Mm. for no reason. That was just uncomfortable. Yeah. When he was like looming over her like that. Yeah. It's interesting that she keeps learning like the most about being human from the non-humans on the crew. Yeah. Between, between the doctor and Tuvok. Like those mm-hmm. are all of the like emotional like points that she keeps learning is just like these people who are also not human who are like, yeah, these are what we have observed. Right. Yeah. Well, it's probably, I mean like that actually kind of makes sense because it's probably from like their experience of like, this is how I learned to deal with, Humans Fair enough. Yeah. And right. Sense, you know, how to peaceably you know, work along navigate. Yeah. yeah. It feels like it's a pretty common trope in media, but I, it works for me every single time. Yeah. The last thing that I had is the in the beginning, in the cold open, Janeway is like drying her hair because they got like dumped into a river or whatever and they were trying to use the glider in the first place in the hologram. So holographic mm-hmm. water. I guess. And, but she was like drying her hair off. And then they're like, Jane, way to the bridge. We need you because we're being attacked. And she goes to the bridge and then her hair is like perfect when she gets there. I don't know. <laughs> I just want the scientific sci fi explanation right. for that. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the holodeck dumping water, on, spraying water, <laughs> like a. <laughs> one one of those immersive a little puff Disney of air rides, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> because the hall the water came from the holodeck. As soon as she left the holodeck, the water was no longer on her body because it can only stay in the holodeck. So she, now she could leave, and her hair was perfect again. Okay. It was. But the, how did it get uh, put back perfect? Like I could understand it could be completely dry, but going from wet to completely dry in an instant probably isn't um, great the turbo <laughs> the turbo lifts are also oh, well okay. equipped with hair dryers H- hair and, stylers yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can yeah, just be the like the emergency hairdresser hologram <laughs> yeah that makes sense 
This week we also watched Adventure Time Season 5, Episode 43, Root Beer Guy. Root Beer Guy, voiced by uh, Jack Pendervis. Jack Pendarvis. Jack Pendervis. Witnesses Finn and Jake abduct Princess Bubblegum, but no one believes him. He eventually decides to take matters into his own hands. In the end, it is revealed that Bubblegum set up the entire situation to test her police force, but because he solved the case, Root Beer Guy is promoted to head of the Banana Guards. And episode 44, Apple Wedding. This, is <laughs> this episode was wild. This is such these a are, weird one. These are both uh, wild. Tree Sharks and Mr. Pig, voiced by Ron Lynch, arranged for the King of Ooh, voiced by Andy Daly, to marry them. Princess Bubblegum tries to prove that King of Ooh is a fraud, but when she is unable to find any evidence convicting him, she throws everyone, including Tree Trunks and Mr. Pig, in prison. After Tree Trunks performs her own marriage ceremony, Bubblegum relents. These are two banger episodes for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were possibly the horniest episodes of children's television that I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Uh, when Mrs. Rupier yeah. shows up, it's speaking in French, French in that yeah. outfit. Uh, like, oh, shit. French maid outfit and just like, yep. I have an activity for us tonight. And he's like, uh-huh. no, I've got work to do, baby. <laughs> I'm busy. She's like, what about so my funny. needs? Yeah. <laughs> I really like the let's kiss candy heart above the bed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then apparently Tree Trunks also has a voyeurism fetish. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or an exhibition fetish. Yeah, like, what? Um, I think both these episodes are really interesting just because of how little Finn and Jake are in them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the confidence of the show now to begin exploring the crazy world it's put together and still feel like its own thing without the main characters. This feels like them looking back on the the like production crew looking back on that episode about the ice giant or the ice golem and the hellhound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being like that really worked for us. We felt like that did a was an interesting story and something fun that we did with like this whole situation. Let's elaborate on that. Not that story in particular, but like that concept of like, yes, Finn and Jake are the main characters of this story, but they don't need to be the main characters in every episode. Mm -hmm. And when they do appear, you can use them in new and interesting ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I I really enjoyed them as like the mob bosses that show up in the (laughs) You went, yeah, they're like Guillermo del Toro side characters. Yeah, their whole persona they put on with Finn's little circle glasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that. And they're just like acting so outrageously suspicious. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of great adult stuff in this, which I enjoyed. Not just like root beer guy and cherry cream <laughs> soda getting it on, but like, <laughs> like the jokes around that and like the writing and everything about it. I just, it was, I really enjoyed Um and I love any time we get to see the banana guards being absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah. Just so bad at their jobs. <laughs> really cracks me up. Yeah. When he finally is like, and they, and I took a boat out after eight o'clock and he finally, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> an actual law is being broken that we know is specific. There's a sign. <laughs> yeah. And just the fact that like, they have so little awareness of what is going on around them that when Princess Bubblegum reveals it all, they're like, oh, interesting. Right. <laughs> well, and that they didn't even know or they. Yeah, they didn't even notice when Jake made a weird puppet out of himself. <laughs> God, that was so creepy. There was so, there was, <laughs> uh, I'm into yeah, tanning two, now. Yeah. yeah. 
between that and turning into an entire car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, I really enjoyed I Like, yeah, banana guards are dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I was actually kind of sad at the ending because like, uh, but I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be sad when he threw his typewriter out or if it was like, now he gets to live the dream that he was writing about. Yeah, I think from my perspective, at least like this, I I really did like this episode because of this underlying theme of like, you know, he I think he threw it away because he's feeling fulfilled in what he actually wanted to be doing versus writing to insert himself in that story and like really wanting to be doing what he was writing about versus just writing about it. Right. That makes sense. (laughs) So just this fulfillment in his work that he obviously was not getting right you know at his current place i think that's how the uh the writers of adventure time feel <laughs> i don't know <laughs> also uh surprise i like okay two things i it was a surprisingly good in the end like actual noir story like mm-hmm. well told uh even if it was ridiculous and I like that Finn and Jake are just like cartoonishly evil and there's no reason for it. Like there's no skepticism about it whatsoever by the writing. It's just like, yep, they're just evil now. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Enjoy this story. Well, I thought the whole time I'm like, there's something this is planned for some reason. Yeah. But I, I, you, I respect a show that has the confidence to just do it with no explanation right. in front of it. And also it just cracked me up. I thought it was either going to be PB was planning it basically kind of what happened or it was like, this is homunculus Jake and Finn and it's like not really <laughs> mm-hmm. them and they've been possessed or something. Right. Right. Cause any, it's, I mean, it's, either one is equally plausible on this show. So <laughs> right. Yeah. That's part of why it works is that anything, any literally anything can happen and you'll just be like yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah i wasn't i was anticipating it was going to be something like we we were bringing her to a surprise party and we thought this was a fun thing to do yeah it is interesting that it never feels like a cheat Mm -hmm. the simpsons always did a really good job with this where like they have these fuck you audience jokes where they set it up and you think it's going to be a joke. And then it goes in a, like the most obvious way that isn't necessarily a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Adventure Time is channeling a lot of that energy here. Mm-hmm. But for like character building, which is crazy, because like that's not how you build character by like faking that there's something else. But it works. All right. Well, should we get to the one that is truly what we are all waiting for here? <laughs> The wedding of tree trunks, the royal wedding, basically. What? Which number is this, though, for tree trunks? Five, four? Is it four? They showed her other husbands, didn't they? Mm-hmm. There were three of them, I think, that we know of. I guess. I, I mean, my my favorite part of this was um, Lumpy Space Princess. <laughs> oh my god, you're touching my woman's body. <laughs> yeah, she's like. Throwing her <laughs> Every part of Lumpy Space Princess's whole deal in this episode uh-huh. it was just so. Everybody oh get ready God. to pay attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get ready to pay attention to me. But also, but also. I'm not allowed at the wedding <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because everybody knows I'd fuck this up. Yeah. But I desperately won't be there. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hot bunch of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> no one's allowed to get married before me. Oh my God. <laughs> we haven't seen 
LSP in a while. Yeah, she's been like, too busy yeah. living in the living in the woods <laughs> with her beans, cans of beans. <laughs> <laughs> So much of this episode to me felt like the writers just like getting out all their good jokes for these two characters. We don't see all that often. <laughs> yeah. And also, I feel like they just compete to find the most outrageous things for Polly Livingston to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was that really dark part where she's like, well, the elephant graveyard is calling me oh, home. Yeah. Guess oh, I'll, no. be there. I'll be there in a minute. I was like, whoa, wait, what's happening <laughs> with that? I really liked this bit of cinnamon bun trying to open the bottle and they have this <laughs> suspenseful music every time cutting between multiple things that are suspenseful yeah. yeah and then it's just like you know he opens it <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was gonna explode or something but no right no <laughs> that's a good example to kind of fuck you audience joke that i'm talking yeah. about yeah uh, they set you up for what is what it's going to be and then no nope, it's just it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah you think it's going to be like this chain of events or something started right. by the bottle popping open and nope turns out it was a chain of events started by pb hearing about <laughs> oh my god <laughs> crashing the entire the king of Ew, I know. Uh, yeah being he just there ruined everything and throws them in jail so okay <laughs> the king of has he been in other episodes or is this i don't remember <laughs> Uh, I believe he briefly showed up in the last one, uh, by which I mean one that we watched last week. The James one? Um, That one or the one before that? The pit. I can't remember. I know we saw him briefly, but I think it was just like a, a, a brief side joke. Okay. Hmm. This is your proper introduction to the King of Wu. So is... What's his deal? <laughs> yeah, what's his deal? What's what is, his who is this guy? Deal. Is this deal? He was what trying to get deal? tree trunks to sign up to be in a cult. Yeah, what's his deal? Okay, That's... no, Apple Apple Weddings is debut episode. Okay. I just looked is it? Okay. in the okay. fandom wiki. I thought we saw him recently. I, I guess not. I, yeah, I could have sworn that I, I was like, oh yeah, the King of Ooh. I've definitely seen him before. Apparently had not seen him before. That was huh. Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah okay whatever <laughs> the last two weeks <laughs> i everything about the king everything about andy daly playing slightly like sketchy kind of scummy guys like this always cracks me up because he is such a like just innocently jovial happy voice mm-hmm. it always I, I delight in this the way he constantly refers to it as my zep was really funny yeah. oh my yeah zep? <laughs> my zep. yeah so you're not gonna bring up the part where he tried to like covertly uh, kidnap <laughs> tree trunks and mr pig through oh, their vows what's to talk about well i that's what i was saying he was getting her to sign up to be in his cult on a uh-huh. compound and he's like you you agree to serve for five years in my yeah. compound or whatever it's very very alarming I was like, okay, now I'm I'm back on PB's side with this guy because I wasn't sure what was happening. What the fuck happened? Yeah. But now I'm now I agree he is sketch. Yeah, PB may be a little questionable uh, most of the time, but when she says that a guy is bad news, she's always right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm assuming he shows up more. Yeah, I love the King of Ooh. He's such a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> Villains in Adventure Time are always either like 
comically adorable or just straight up incompetent. And he <laughs> winds up being both. And I love that. <laughs> and there was so much wild shit that happened in this episode. Like <laughs> Tree Trunk's ex asking Bimo to move in with him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Bimo sad is like the saddest thing. I know. I've mm-hmm. ever seen. They just wanted to go to the wedding and see love and not listen to yeah. this depressed guy talk about how love isn't real or whatever. <laughs> no. But then he he was making out with Tree Trunks' mom at the end, if that's yeah. what you can call Aww. what they were doing. Yeah. She just wanted that's some blood. That's, <laughs> that's the normal way to do it. Just tongue only. Uh-huh. <laughs> how else would you do it? Mouth open as wide as possible. Tongue mm-hmm. sticking straight out. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of wrap it around each other, you know, like a big tentacle. Right. Uh, and at the end of it, too, when uh, the, the apparently, yeah, they're like in that voyeuristic kind of thing. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PB's face was like, okay, yeah, wait, I need to turn this off. I need to like get out of here. I need out. I need yeah. out. I need an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that they've made tree trunks into like one of the horniest characters I've ever seen. I know. She's so funny. Like she's walking up the aisle and her eyes are closed. She's like so serene and then they show her again and she's walking back the other way down the aisle for no reason and then they're like where are you going? And then she's like turns around and goes back. I was like what is happening? Um, So I think we talked about this in a very early episode of this show but um, there's an AMA on Reddit with Polly Lou Livingston, who voices Tree Trunks. Uh, and one of the questions is, how do you feel about Tree Trunks's innuendo-filled dialogue? And the response is, I don't even know what that means. And then parenthetically, after explaining, then she says, it's fabulous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's so good. Mm-hmm. Other than Tree Trunks, who's your favorite character on Adventure Time? The pig. That's my husband. <laughs> it's okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> accurate oh that's right so she got on the show because uh she knew pendleton ward when he was in high school oh and so he called her later i just she's so delightful how are the other actors offset is it a fun show to work on they're wonderful to work with i do it from san antonio texas and they're all in hollywood but we work together through technology I talk to a machine and it goes to Hollywood and they direct me from a Hollywood studio in San Antonio through earphones. So I don't know any of the characters personally. I can't hear what everyone else is saying. I only say my part from the script and they put it together with pictures. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everything about it is so good. Yes. I don't know anything else. Um, Tree Trunks is a little like Paulie Livingston is the best person on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is getting hornier and hornier. <laughs> yep. Do you wish you'd been able to watch Adventure Time when you were a child? I was always scared of scary things. That's, That's it. That's the whole answer. So no. The answer is no. <laughs> Name one time that Adventure Time's ever been scary. I mean, okay, if you're a kid, a the, lot of uh, it would be scary potentially. The yeah, the lich guy. Okay, the lich would be yeah. would be pretty. All of the like post-apocalyptic stuff. Marceline's dad and the stuff with yeah, Marceline at times. Marceline yeah. sometimes. I don't know. The things that scare children are completely unpredictable to me. It is true. Yeah. That is true. It it's like I watched Encanto and I thought, oh, my nephews will like this. There isn't really like a big scary villain or anything, so it'll be fine. And then my sister said she showed it to them, and <laughs> one of them got scared because the house was getting cracks in it, and that was very upsetting to him. And right? so they turned it off. I was like, okay. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I watched it with my with my nieces. 
they both were were just like immediately Bruno is the bad guy. He is stealing the magic all for himself. He wants the entire family to burn. I'm like, you are five. What are you? What do you think this says about me? Your uncle is Bruno the uncle. Um, he yes, yeah, yes. I've never seen that because my daughter will only watch like one thing at a time for weeks on end. Oh. At least you moved on from Toy Story. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to get her into Frozen, but she doesn't like the beginning of it. The first, the very first song, because the singing is too low pitched. Okay, that's very <laughs> specific. Is that how she said, what did she say? How did she articulate that? Okay, so what you have to understand is that she talks about voices and she says, how does she? Um, oh, she says that uh, like Mama and Zoe have up voices and Dada has a down voice. Okay. And so she, she was like, I don't like the down singing at the start. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, that does she won't means... let us fast forward or anything. She just refuses. <laughs> She's like, to I don't want it. this. Well, at least that means you're free for now yeah. from Olaf. <laughs> have I told you guys about the time that I was psychologically tortured by the Disney store? Uh, no. I mean, every time you went in? I mean, uh, no. Yeah, I, I did. This happened without me setting foot into the store. So they, they, they black bagged him and brought him back and fucking waterboarded him for hours. <laughs> so I, I worked at a Starbucks in a mall literally next door to a Disney store. Normally it was not so bad, but we came in one day after a snowstorm and it turns out like there was a weird glitch with their sound system where if it wasn't turned off properly, it would like. They're just like all of the settings would get fucked. Like if it just if the power went off incorrectly, it would just absolutely be ruined. So I showed up to open up the store one day and work my entire eight hour shift and nobody showed up at their store because, again, there was like a foot and a half of snow, which is debilitating for Virginia. Nobody showed up until like noon, but they were their sound system had been blasting, absolutely blasting. Let it go. Oh. For eight oh, hours straight. <laughs> That's brutal. My, we, my entire crew, we were just like in the in the mall, just like a, absolutely trying our best to not go insane. I cannot <laughs> watch that movie again without being like, I hate every moment of this. Yes. Not because it's a bad movie. It's a fine movie. But, but like that song, I'm just like, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> Yeah. When you came into work that morning, did you hear echoing throughout the silent mall? Like, let it go, let it go. And then that it is got too louder quiet. as you got closer. No, and, then, and then you, you knew what was happening, but you no, no, still no. had you, so the, the dread building as you the, walked in. The work. entrance, the like, we had like a, um, one of those, like, the side entrances for for uh, for workers. So we went in like one of those back, back hallways and it came out literally next to our, next to, our store oh god so it was just right there yeah huh? so we walked out we came in and immediately just like <laughs> blasting in our face we were like they don't show up here like we were by far the earliest people aside from the old people who walked the mall like in the in the entire building <laughs> can you imagine getting to the mall one day to go walk it and that's fucking happening <laughs> oh my god it <laughs> I'd hate it. I'd hate it so much. Shit, that's so fucking funny. God, I can't even. Oh, 
It was an actual nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, the mall that I was working at is one of the busiest malls. It, it is the second biggest mall in America, aside from literally the Mall of America. King of Prussia Mall. Uh, whatever. And... <laughs> <laughs> And like, it's one of the busiest places in the world or in America on Black Friday. And I've worked that shift and I've worked in this place, which is like one of the biggest like commercial places in the country for the holiday season. And like, that was still the worst day of work I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we have uh, any grables this week? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Anybody else? No. Ben. No. Grables? Sorry, I was taking a big drink of, of podcast <laughs> juice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm calling you out, my man. <laughs> of course, uh, I don't have a grable. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know what I'm not needed. <laughs> I've got Ben's I'm, checking out until his, his until promotion. I come back in for promotional section. Come on, we know how this works. Uh, I've got a dumb grable that's bad so Nate I want you to go first uh, both Da Vinci and Root Beer Guy were able to accomplish their dreams thanks to their patrons <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I guess yeah, I think, yeah Da Vinci that... took his first flight because of it... uh, being able to uh, build that with this technology I guess even though it was still wood and yeah, even though it was canvas? still wood, yeah. and also <laughs> and they had spaceships, so why did they care about him uh -huh. doing that? Whatever, yeah. It's fine. But that's what I was. The boy flew. I mean, he sure did. I, was that his life's dream? I don't know. They I didn't land so. though. Yeah. So we don't. Like we don't know how second. good of a plane <laughs> this actually was. They had an ET moment and then got <laughs> uh -huh. beamed aboard the yes. Voyager. <laughs> Yeah, and Davinci sitting in the front of uh, Janeway's bike as they went off the yeah. jet together. <laughs> I think it was closer to Janeway sitting in the front of Da Vinci's bike, but yeah. No, Davinci's totally the ET in this situation. Come on. I mean, <laughs> look, the, in terms of their relationship, yes, but she was I think she was literally the person in front. There's the fan art we need. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my grable is that the bulk of all three episodes primarily focused on characters that were not main cast members. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Where's yeah. my triple gable? Uh, oh my god! Your triple gables. <laughs> triple gables. Where's my triple right gable sound? Body. Triple gable. <laughs> shit. You had uh, it there. Why'd you say shit? Grable. Triple grable. Root, root beer guy threw away his typewriter just like the writer of the Voyager episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny, Nate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Okay. Hold on. I'm doing it. I'm no, doing it. Hold I'm not going to hold. I, I'm not going to hold. Go. <laughs> Go now. <laughs> All right, Banana Guards, join us next week as we watch Star Trek Voyager Season 4, Episode 12, Mortal Coil and Adventure Time Season 5, Episode 45, Blade of Grass and 46, Rattleballs. Mm -hmm. Love. Sorry, I peeked on that one. Let me hit that one again. <laughs> Rattleball. Oh, I peeked it again. Rattleballs. 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 I thought you said you needed to like be more careful about 
how loud you are because you might wake up your daughter? Aren't you in a room literally next to your daughter now? I'm just right next to the microphone. Okay. Fair enough. I just want it to feel like I'm right inside your head, sitting right between your ears. Oh, we should get, have you seen those insane microphones that are <laughs> the for bi- recording stereo yeah. sound and they've got mm. the ears? Yes. Yeah. The 3D. That's what I should record it too. Yeah. For ASMR shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get myself a, an ear print and start recording in that. No. <laughs> I hate that idea. <laughs> it's so horrible. We don't need that idea. all of us sounding normal and <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't like matter. Right it there. wouldn't even be worth it because I make it mono when everything is edited down <laughs> anyway. So it wouldn't. It would just be confusing. Everyone would be like, "Why does he keep saying he's like going to left ear, right ear? <laughs> Makes no sense." <laughs> no, 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 I was, I was going to get a single ear so that like <laughs> you can't. They don't come You're like that. <laughs> no, he's not I'm saying sure. he w- he would get it like that. He was saying he would just put it in front of him so that he'd only yeah. be speaking into one ear. It's just yeah, speaking yeah. Into Why? One ear. What? Who's that? Because it would for? still shape the sound waves. No shape waves. Shape waves. Uh, I guess microphone ear cover. Ear. <laughs> that that'll do it. Microphone <laughs> ear. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, remember to rate and review us on <laughs> iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Voyager Time, Facebook Voyager Time, email us Voyager Time at gmail.com and join our Discord server. The link is in the show notes. What do I normally say here? Something <sighs> at the end of the episode. It's podcast is over. Goodbye. No, you no. say you're it, you know what you say. In, uh, in the meantime. In the meantime. Line. <laughs> Really? We'll just wait for you here. Oh, in the meantime, we'll just wait for you here. By the mausoleum. With our backstory. No, Andrew, stop. With our- <laughs> You're done talking. With our, it's our defenses lower. <laughs> <laughs> Come along.